rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,596. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. I'm revved up and so excited to share with you today a very special guest calling in from sunny Palm Desert, California, Carl Bombstead. Carl Bombstead is a contributing editor to Sports Car Market Magazine and their online automobilia specialist. He's judged at numerous events, including Amelia Island, Keels and Wheels, Boca Raton, and Audrain, and he's been a judge at the Pebble Beach Concord Elegance for the past 24 years. Carl's also a Classic Car Club of America Master Judge and served on the CCCA National Board for five years. In addition to collector cars, he has an impressive collection of automobilia, including signs, car mascots, gas and oya, oil, oya, <laughs> oya, yeah, oya. oil memorabilia as well. Carl retired from the computer industry and has been writing for car magazines for many years, including Sports Car Market Magazine, uh, since 1997. He has done articles in so many issues that I've enjoyed and I'm sure you've enjoyed as well. And by the way, if you'd like to hear my talk with Carl on the Buy Sell Hold podcast that I do with Keith Martin, he's a past guest there as well. I'll be back in a minute to talk with Carl, but first, stay in your seat, keep your seatbelt on. We're going to hear a word from our valued sponsors that make this show possible and we'll be right back. Did you know Covercraft is much more than car covers? They offer protection for the inside of your vehicles too. Sunscreens to keep your vehicles cool and protected from the sun's damaging UV rays. Dash pads that do the same so your dash stays looking new without all those ugly cracks and fading. The seat covers that are easily removed for washing are awesome, but it's their custom fit floor mats that I really love. Is your vehicle getting a little long in tooth? Well, there's no better way to give it a new car look than with a custom fit floor mat and trunk mat. I replace mine every few years with something a little different, contrasting, just to have some fun. It stops that urge to buy a new car, and more importantly, it protects the factory carpets, so when it's time to sell your vehicle, it looks brand new. They're easy to clean, they secure to the floor for safety, and they look oh so good. Don't forget your trunk, too. Custom-fit trunk liners for sedans, coupes, and SUVs are perfect protection for the factory carpets from all those things that can stain and damage the floor of your vehicles. Check out Covercraft.com for a huge number of styles, colors, and options that'll make you smile. And I've got a deal for you. If you use the code YAH120, that's Y-E-A-H-120 at Covercraft.com, you get 10% off your Covercraft order. So go to Covercraft.com today and use the code YAH120 at checkout. Tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Covercraft, they've got you covered. The fourth annual Saratoga Motor Car Auction will take place on Friday, September 18th and Saturday, September 19th. It will be held at the Saratoga Performing Arts Center in the beautiful Saratoga Spa State Park, located in upstate New York. Presented by the Saratoga Automobile Museum, a not-for-profit institution, this live event continues to be the premier collector car auction for the Northeastern United States. Proceeds from the auctions help support the museum's educational programs, 
and exhibits that engage, educate, and inspire the automotive community. To consign your vehicle, view current inventory, and register to bid, visit SaratogaMotorCarAuctions.org. There you can learn how finance partner JJ Best Bank and insurer partner Haggerty can help put you in your dream vehicle. That's SaratogaMotorCarAuctions.org. So what do you do after running a race team for 27 years with over 100 podiums, multiple Daytona wins, and a win at Le Mans? Racer and the Racers Group team owner, Kevin Buckler, founded Adobe Road Winery. Located in Petaluma, California, he and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series. These are four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own. Like racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, wrapped in a whole lot of fun. You can choose from four blends, titled Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. Today I'm going to tell you about Apex. It's a rich and complex blend of Cabernet Sauvignon, Syrah, and Cabernet Franc. This blend is a showcase of perfection and hits the Apex with its full-bodied smooth finish. An added very cool option is the label. It's a multi-dimensional rumble strip Apex reminiscent of Turn 4 at Laguna Seca. The Racing Series is a spectacular gift for the automotive enthusiast in your life, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code CARSYEAH, all one word in all caps, at checkout, you get $10 off any purchase of the wines from the Racing Series. Your wine ships promptly and arrives quickly. Use the code CARSYEAH at checkout for $10 off your purchase today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the Racing Series. Go to adoberoadwines.com today and use the code CARSYEAH. Cheers! Hey, Carl, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? We're ready. We're ready. Ready to go. You know, I feel like I knew you so long before I actually met you because this would have been my 31st year walking on the lawn at Pebble. I, I've seen you there every year. You know, when you go to Pebble and you see these faces and you start to think you know these people, although you realize you've never really met them, but you've been walking <laughs> that lawn for a long time. It's always fun. Yeah, most definitely. Well, before we get started, I want to ask you this question. What's one little thing that most people don't know about you? Well, the one thing, Mark, I think they wish they didn't know, <laughs> but I always kind of want, I always wanted to be a singer. Really? Yeah. And I, 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 but, you know, you have to, you, you can have enthusiasm, but there has to be some sort of, some ability to go with it. <laughs> when we lived in Boston, we were, um, Sergio Franchi, who was an Italian entertainer, was a good friend of ours. I met two cars. And, oh, wow. So he was in Connecticut, and I was going to drive down and pick him up, and we were going to Hershey. So we're you know, driving across, you know, in into New Jersey and off into Pennsylvania. He says, Kyle, Kyle, I teach you to sing. I said, <laughs> Sergio, you've got an uphill battle. I said, no, no, I teach you to sing. After about 15 minutes, he turned and he said, Kyle, Kyle, you sing for sheep. <laughs> so that ended my career. <laughs> that was the, that, that, the beginning that, of the end. Oh my god! That, that, that was a uh, that ended my career. You know, uh, that's funny. I was heart I was heartbroken. Well, I, singing is one of those things that when you hear a really great singer, especially in person, it takes your breath away. And and I sang when I was younger. Oh, I, I had a band. I sang in church, but something happened when I hit puberty, and it all went to hell. And uh, <laughs> I can't sing at all. Same as for sheet, as he would say. 
and uh, and sorry, Chris. By the way, I've got a I've got a good friend who listens to this show, and whenever there's a four letter word, he always sends me a text going, "Hey, hey, hey." So I said, "Sheet." S-H-E-E-T. Yeah, so, so yeah. did Sergio. Yeah, so yeah. did Sergio. Yeah. So there you go, Chris. Um, let me ask you this, Carl. I, I was gonna I was about to ask you, have you sing, but now that we know you can, I won't do that to you. No, I no, you do not. <laughs> okay. No, I would not do it. And we won't sing together because you don't want to hear me either. How about a success quote or a mantra? Some kind of saying in your life that has some meaning for you. Uh it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires spinning a little bit here on Cars, yeah. So Carl, grab the wheel. Well, it's all, so something that kind of has kept me on a positive note was when I was early in my career and had a little difficulty, and I was uh, showing the door. And I was, of course, very upset and let down, and here I was failed. And guy Terry says, you know, just remember, Carl, when one door, one, one door closes, another door opens. Yeah. You have to not be looking at your shoes. You have to be looking up to find the door. And that's uh-huh. kind of run through. I mean, it. We all have ups and downs, but if there's something something shuts down behind you, something else is opening up ahead of you. You just have to be be alert, awake, and positive. You know, this is an important thing. I just had a friend this week that let me know that she uh, left the company, surprisingly, didn't know she was going to be leaving, and was really down. And we've all, not all of us, but me included, have had situations like that where all of a sudden you're going, what the heck happened? And it could be something you did, could be something that happened in the economy, especially if you look at what's going on right now with this pandemic. I love that idea of don't look at your shoes, look up for the next door. So let me ask you this, for somebody out there that maybe has never gone through this before and they're feeling pretty dejected, aside from look for the next door, what are a couple pieces of wisdom from a man of your stature? Your your years, you and I are, have been around a while. We've done this a few times. What would you offer somebody to help them move forward in a positive light and not beat themselves up? Well, it's all it's all attitude. I mean, nobody wants to be around a negative person. Nobody wants to be around somebody who's you no know, dour, unhappy, complaining. Yeah, people naturally want to be around somebody who's who's enthusiastic, got a smile. So even if it's the worst darn day in your life, I mean, keep a smile. Be positive because there's something positive will happen. Nobody wants to be around somebody who's negative and unhappy and mad at the world. Exactly. Take your time and, you know, if you're mad at something, fine. Go in the closet and have a tantrum and yell and scream and swear, but then come out with a smile on your face. Yeah, there you go. Put a smile on your face. I was given some great advice advice some one time by somebody who said, you know, take a little time for yourself to reflect. And it's like you said, go in the closet, take a little time to sit and reflect and think about not only what may have happened, but more importantly, what do you really want to do now? And think of this as a freeing of where you were to go do anything you want to go do that maybe you didn't have the, the guts to do before because things were a little too comfortable. But but if you're doing something you love to do, it's, you know, you, you're excited about waking up in the morning and it's not work. It's, it's, you're having fun. You're, Playing, you live in a dream. Absolutely. Well, you worked in the tech industry, right, for many years before you retired? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So now that you've been retired for a while, one of the things that you do is you've been heavily involved in the automotive industry. Let's talk a little bit about how this pandemic has affected your world as a judge. Now, you go to all these different events. You're invited to come and judge. You're part of all these things, tours, rallies, and so forth. How have you been filling your time, Carl, for the last three to four months? I am so organized. I mean, I have closets organized. My garage is organized. I've gone through in my building. I have a mezzanine that um, 
when I built the building, I put it up there because my wife was taking, well, we can put this in the garage and so on. Well, I spent countless hours getting that organized, cleaned up. I found all kinds of cool things that I never knew I had. <laughs> so in one sense, it's been kind of, kind of like Christmas, opening up a new box and yeah. finding all kinds of things. But it's, um, I'm getting just things I meant to do and things I've been putting off. I just, now's the time to do it because I'm not traveling for, for um, concours and so on. So it's... Yep. Getting yeah. it out of the way, getting it off my to-do list. Well, I think the key there is stay busy because sitting around is the worst thing in the world for anybody. No, that's not going to work at all. That doesn't work well at all. Exactly. Well, let me ask you this. As things kind of gently open, but then again, they kind of take, it seems like we're taking a step forward and two back sometimes with what's happening with this pandemic. It certainly does. Yeah. You get excited and go, oh, I'm going to dinner tonight. And then the next day, like in our state here, the day we're recording this, all of a sudden, up, oh, everybody's got to have a mask on anytime you're outside of your house. So everything is in transition all the time. What do you see the rest of this year kind of looking like? And I know you don't have a crystal ball, but what are you planning on? Do you have any events you think you might be able to attend? Most things toward the end of the year have already been canceled. Like the Audrain Concord has been canceled. The uh, the only thing that is still still scheduled that I'm even aware of is the... um, is the uh, Keels and Wheels event in Clear Lake City, and I mean in Clear Lake in, in Houston. But it's um, then I read, I'm reading today about they're closing a lot of things in, uh, in Texas right now. So whether that's going to happen, I'm not sure. But it, yeah, I kind of doubt it. Tours are canceled. Concours are canceled. Um, a lot of the uh, swap meets are canceled. They canceled the uh, ACD meet. Yep. So yep. it's, it's going to be a it's going to be a quiet year. I'm starting to worry about you know early things into next year, like um, like Amelia Island and so on. Is, is that going to be affected? Right. Yeah. We just don't know. Just if this swings back, if we have a wall during the summer, then it comes back on the as they say the second surge. You know, it could possibly even affect things into next year. I think it might. Yeah. Oh, don't say that. Don't don't say that. I don't, I don't even want to think about I that. Know. But. I don't either. I don't either. But you know what? There's things we have no control over. So as my mom used to say, don't worry about them. But boy, it sure does affect life. Well, let me ask you this, because you worked in an industry outside of the automotive sector, but you chose in your retirement to get heavily involved in the automotive world, the hobby world and so forth. For somebody that might want to do that, what are some of the things when you look back years ago, when you started getting involved as being a judge, uh, being involved in all these things? things, what are some steps that you might offer somebody to start to move in that direction so they can have an exciting life both while they're working and after they're retired like you have? Well, I think my start out was got involved when I was with the classic in the classic car club, which my father-in-law got me involved with. I always had a I had an interest in cars, you know, I was customizing cars in high school and so on. But then after school there's kind of a lull with the military and getting established in a career and so on. But then my um future father in law grabbed me by the shirt tails and got me into in the cars and with the classic car club and then started judging with the classic car club and that started expanding beyond there and look at you now i mean you've been on the lawn at pebble for 24 years this would have been the 25th but of course unfortunately it was canceled wow i mean that's can, incredible. I, can i tell you can i can i tell you a funny pebble beach story please yes my wife and i were walking on the lawn and jay leno and randy emo are by Jay's car about a row away, and with Jay's distinctive voice, he's like, hey, Carl, old buddy, is that your wife, Chris? And <laughs> I kind of look, look at him, and I, she looks at me and says, do you know him that well? And I said, oh, sure, yeah, you bet. Yeah. 
So we go over and he's, Hey, Carlo, buddy. He's just bonding all over Chris. And I look at, I look at, um, Randy and he kind of winks at me. And so we walk away and she's like, Oh, you really do know him that well, don't you? I said, Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> well, it was, it was about a, it took about a year before I told her that Randy had set the whole thing up. Uh. <laughs> and then, well. uh, she wasn't very hasty. She had a few choice words at that point, but it was well past the. Well, Jay is such uh, a nice. Nothing she could do then. Yeah, Jay oh, is such is. a nice person. Anyway, I don't know him personally, but whenever I walked up and said hello, uh, and I, he's always very kind and. Oh, he's always very gracious. Yeah, maybe I'll get him on this show one day. I'm trying, but one of these days well, I'll find well, him. Well, I have, an, I have, an, I have another, another, another funny story. Yeah. A buddy of mine who's into vintage motorcycles asked me. He said he had a and a deals in vintage motorcycles. Said he had a bike that he thought fit into what he knew of Jay's collection. Mm -hmm. So how would I get a hold of him? And so um, I said, well, let me, I pass it around through Randy and I forgot about it. And then a couple, about a month or two later, I had been talking to Don. I said, hey, anything ever happened on that? And he said, well, my wife answers the phone one evening and um, fellow there asks, is Don there? And she says, now who may I say is calling? And she said, it's um, it's Jay Leno. <laughs> and she says, hey, Don, one of your blank, blank buddies is pretending to be Jay Leno. <laughs> And it actually was. It actually was. He ended up did buying the bike and sent, had Don at his show and gave him a tour of his garage. So it oh, all worked wow. out. But no, he's very, very personable. And then, yeah. you know, he doesn't have his people call. I mean, yeah. He's doing it himself. Yeah. No, he's a, he's a car guy. That's for sure. Well, let's crawl under the hood here, Carl. I want you to share a story with my listeners here about a huge challenge in your life. Now, this could be in the car world, could be the business world, could be your personal world. Doesn't really matter, but it's something that happened to you that really kind of pushed you back. Uh, something that kind of set you on your heels, maybe even a big failure. But more importantly, what was the lesson learned so you can move forward in a positive direction? You talked about that one job where you were shown the door, but take us into a more detailed story. But more importantly, what was the lesson learned and the positive outcome? Probably the toughest thing I have ever done was quitting smoking. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have a, a semi-addictive personality. Unfortunately, it doesn't go in the wrong direction, but it's... um. I quit smoking. I can't tell you how many times. To me, it was relatively easy. I did it so often. <laughs> yeah. But I finally, I finally, actually, we we're in we we're in Seattle, and we were um, taking a ferry. We we're going to spend um, time with Glenn Munkers. Yeah. So I decided to quit smoking before we got on the ferry. And I, Chris said, if you quit, you know, this time you're going to be serious about it. Yeah. I said, well, I was serious all the other times too. Yeah. Well, so we're over there, we're, we're generally just kind of held captive because I was not allowed a car to go anywhere on my own to get cigarettes. And then from there, we went up to Chris's parents' house on the, um, on the island in the San Juan that I was not allowed to get close to a boat to go into, ah. to go into the marina to buy cigarettes. So yeah. I, I persevered, probably took me a month, month and a half, and I was um, to even get over the strong urges. Yeah. But from that, you know, it's, it was it was kind of a self-learning process. So you put your mind to it and commit to it, you can do it. You know, it's such a tough addiction. My wife's oh. father was a decades-long smoker, and when we were about to have our first child, my wife said to her dad once, Dad, you're not going to be around you're not gonna be able to be around the baby with your smoking. Well, what she meant was not when you're smoking. He thought she meant at all if he was still smoking. And so he literally, after 35 years, stopped one day. And we went up there to visit, and her mom said, your dad stopped smoking. And he's like, what? Really? 
And so she started, and he said, well, I wanted to be around my grandchild. And I, that was the final incentive I needed. And she said, well, dad, I didn't mean altogether. Just, you can't smoke while you're holding the baby. I mean, he goes, well, that was a given, but I thought you meant not at all. So well, hey, it worked. It worked. And he, to the, the day he passed, he constantly even thanked our daughter when she was old enough to understand, you're the reason I stopped that nasty habit. Let me ask you this for somebody that's trying to break an addiction like that. You know, smoking, alcohol is another one that could get super serious way more than perhaps cigarettes, but cigarettes can kill you, right? Yes, right. But What's a, something you might share with somebody that's trying to get over something like that that might help them? I, I can't possibly see doing something like that on your own. Uh-huh, okay. When it's just too darn tough, I mean, you need help. I mean, if it's something more serious than cigarettes, if it's alcohol addiction or drugs or whatever, you need professional help, and it's available. Yes. Just you have to you have to decide that's what you're going to do. Yeah, exactly. And if you haven't made that decision, you know, I think you're kind of wasting your time. But once you make that commitment and that decision, you know, you get some help, and yes, it, it's available. Yeah, absolutely. In, in the case with cigarettes, you know, my wife's saying, hey, I'm going to beat you over the head with a frying pan if you start smoking again. So <laughs> there's, you know, there, there's a little, ad- <laughs> yeah, a little adverse incentive there. She's going to sell my cars. and Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I appreciate you sharing that because it's certainly from what I, I've never smoked, so I don't know what it feels like. But I, I've heard, talked to people who've had and said it's just really, really, really difficult. So I can't imagine trying to break a more serious addiction of, you know, of drugs and so on. That, oh, gosh, yeah. Pe- yeah. People who do that, I just absolutely admire and the challenge that they have. I mean, you wish them all the best in the world. Well, your key thing is seek help, and there's so many ways to seek help these days, so I encourage anybody listening who's dealing with something, go get some help. Don't try to do this on your own. It will be easier, and you'll feel, I mean, imagine how much better you felt since not smoking, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And this summer, I understand you've been really physically active. You've been losing weight and swimming, right? I've been swimming every day. Wow. Well, congratulations. Yeah, I've lost about lost about twenty five pounds. There you been, go. Uh, awesome. That, that's another another ben, a benefit of the um, idle time we've all had. Yeah. Well, good for you. Well, you're a good mentor for all of us out there. Thank you for being that way. Let's take a short break. Thank our sponsors, and we come back. We're going to talk a little bit with. Carl about his personal relationship with cars because he's had one for a long time. That's a habit he doesn't want to break. We'll be right back. American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my orange crush. They've been protecting vehicles since 1976. With all the time, effort, and money you've put into your classic vehicles, do you know how much you would receive if yours was stolen damaged, or totaled in an accident or a fire? Your regular auto insurance carriers won't tell you until after the claim, and more than likely, you'll be in for a rude awakening. With an agreed value policy from American Collectors Insurance, you'll be paid your vehicle's full agreed value. No surprises. So don't just hope for a fair claim settlement. Be certain and know exactly what you'll get with an agreed value policy. I shopped around and decided to protect my car with American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866 224 9324 and protect the ones you love. Tell them Mark Green at Cars Yeah sent you. That's American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors, folks just like you and me. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. 
Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for enthusiasts and collectors. It's your monthly must-read. Whether you dream of owning a collector car, maybe you have two, or maybe you've got 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. And don't miss my weekly podcast with Keith Martin titled Buy, Sell, Hold. It's the essence of collecting. We talk to the movers and shakers in the collector car world. Here's a couple deals I have for you just for listening here on Cars Yeah. If you use the checkout code Cars Yeah, you'll receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription at Sports Car Market. That's an exclusive offer from Cars Yeah. And guess what? Here's another deal. If you'd like to get the actual magazine, use the code BSH for buy, sell, hold. That's code BSH. And you'll get $10 off your annual print subscription. That's right. $10 off. Both of these are exclusive offers here at Cars Yeah for Sports Car Market Magazine. Just go to sportscarmarket.com and get your deals today. Let's step away from the conversation and talk about our charity of choice here at Cars Yeah, America's Automotive Trust. America's Automotive Trust is a group of like-minded nonprofits that are working together to preserve and promote car culture across the country. Together, they provide scholarships and grants to aspiring technicians and restoration artists. They provide youth education programs and bring communities together through auto-related events, car shows, and drives. Among these nonprofits is TechForce Foundation, a great organization dedicated to solving the technician shortage that threatens the transportation industry today. By providing career development resources and increasing awareness and enthusiasm for the tech profession, TechForce is bringing bright young students into the auto, diesel, aviation, marine, motorcycle, motorsports, and restoration worlds. To date, they've awarded more than $10 million in scholarships and grants to tech students. And in times like these, I don't have to tell you how essential those techs are. Keeping our delivery and emergency vehicles running and keeping America rolling. To learn more about TechForce or to make a donation to this cause, visit www.techforce.org. You'll be glad you did. Okay, Carl, tell me a story that instigated this personal passion that you have for cars. What was that pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were going to be a car guy? Well, as a kid, I was always making models of cars. And then um, my first car... I was 15. I was an ambitious little kid. I was mowing lawns and I was caddying at the Sandpoint Country Club. And I had, for a kid, I had all kinds of money. And I bought my first car, a 48 Plymouth, when I was 15. My dad, my dad said, "Okay, you know, you can you can buy it, but the title is going to be in my name." So he put the title in his name and he put the title up on his dresser in his bedroom. And he said, "If you take this car off the past the end of the driveway before you get your driver's license, I'm selling the car." Ooh, okay. I said, say, well, you can't do that. He said, watch <laughs> yeah, me. I can. <laughs> so I was, I, I was a very well-behaved kid for a while. Yeah, and then, so he, then, then he decided to tie, tie grades in with it also, just to, since the other thing worked so well, now my grades had to be at a certain level. So for a while, for about a year, he had me under his thumb. But then I, when I did turn 16, I, was, I made up for it a little bit. <laughs> that just kind of started things, and yeah. cars just became part of my, part of my life from there. And then... Ended up with a 41 Packard that got involved with the Classic Car Club, and that opened up a whole new window of, geez, look at all these other wild cars that are there. And then books started, how do I learn about that? And so my book, my book collection grew, and now it's 
probably a thousand books. Oh my gosh, yeah. Everything's for reference and so on. And it's um, rather than watching TV at night, you'll bury yourself into a car book. Well, you've also gotten big time into automobilia. I mean, that's your specialty of sports car market. What launched that collecting habit? When we lived in Boston, went to there was a big swap meet called Brimfield, mm-hmm. which was a you know kind of a couple week long event. We're walking through there, and I saw this was what she has to be over twenty years ago, maybe longer than that, probably thirty years ago. Saw this absolutely gorgeous Packard sign. Like I wanted like six hundred bucks for it. So I think I ended up paying 500 for it, and I'm carrying it out, and people are saying, you paid way too much for that. You're ruining You're the guy. You rich guys, you're ruining the market. <laughs> well, the signs are now worth probably about the six grand. So yes, yeah. So I just it kind of got things started, and then, you know, we just have one. You have to have two. And yes. Then when you have three, you've got to have it grows from there. It gets out of hand, that's for sure. I understand. Well, let's talk about, you mentioned that 48 Plymouth that you bought when you were 15. What was the first really special car that you owned? And tell us a little bit about that vehicle, maybe a memory or two. Yeah, the 41 Packard was probably when I really kind of got things started because it was um, it was a 180, so it was a senior car. Of course, it was a full classic, so it was eligible for all the activities. It went on any number of uh of caravans and caravans with it and it became just what are we doing where are we going on a car activity with the Packard to this weekend yeah. so it was always something going on and in, this was in Seattle and as you know there's an active group of car people in Seattle oh, yeah. so there's always something always something going on and we were absolutely a part of it and the car was became you know, our third uh, the third family member if you will those are pretty big cars, the 180. In fact, I've even seen a seven-passenger version of one of those things. Yeah. yeah. Well, this was a touring limousine, so this was the uh, this was a seven-passenger, you know, with the leather seats and the wow. fabric interior or the fabric rear uh-huh. seats and yeah. the jump seat. It was a fun car. You could have a party back there. <laughs> I'll bet. I'll bet. But also made it nice on tours. So with as you, as you well know, women love to take a little more than they is necessary on a tour. Yeah, every once so in a could, while. <laughs> every now and then, yeah, we all know that. So there's a place for the suitcases and whatnot. Nice. Well, they're beautiful car. Do you still have that car? No, I don't. And um, I don't know where it is. But that led to another Packard and a couple more Packards. And my initial Packards were, well, still are my car of preference, if you will. Uh, they're beautiful rides. Well, I'm going to crawl in your head a little bit here, Carl. If you woke up tomorrow and, and you were, yeah, it's a scary place, right? Right. If you were a car, um, you were actually manifest as a vehicle, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself in the traits of an automobile. What would Carl Bombstead be? Oh, I'd probably be a vintage Ferrari. Oh, okay. Well, you took me down a different course there. Vintage Ferrari, what what kind? Well, I'd, be, I'd be fast. Okay. I'd be good looking. Okay. I'd, I'd be I'd be worth a ton of money. Okay. There you go. Well, why, why not? Why not be a vintage Ferrari? Uh, why not? There you go. I love it. All right, Carl. We're entering what I call the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions. Have you give us some quick blips of that vintage Ferrari throttle? So here we go. What's one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your life's successes over the years? Well, I would say um, what I what I'd mentioned earlier is. If a door closes, another door opens and keep your head up and find because you can't find that door with your head looking at your shoes. There you go. Be positive. How about if I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anybody in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that evening be spent with? 
I thought about that quite a bit. I think Bill Mitchell would be the uh, mm, would yeah. be the answer. I mean, he's so flamboyant, and I have met a number of people that were in the design department of General Motors, you know, through judging and so on. And the stories that they tell about him are just, I mean, it'll keep you going for hours. I just think he would be, and there's a book called Fins yes. that recently came out that talks about, you know, the design history of General Motors and that era that talks a great deal about Bill Mitchell. And just he just seems like, seems like the person that would be just a hoot to spend an evening with. No doubt. Now, when it comes to automotive advice, what's the best advice someone else has given to you? Well, I think we hear this, but I think it's true. I mean, buy what you love. Yes. Yeah, I mean, don't absolutely. don't buy don't buy something because you think you can turn it and make a dollar. I and mean, buy what you love because the market is a very fickle a very fickle thing. And if you're stuck with it, if your idea is to turn it and spin it and you can't, you're stuck with it. And you go out there and look at it and you can't stand this thing that lets you down by not allowing you to make a profit. You're not gonna you're gonna hate it. Yeah. I mean, buy what you love. Yeah, we've learned that on the Buy, Sell, Hold podcast. You shared a lot of your insights there, not only with automobiles, but automobilia. So uh, go back, listeners. If you didn't listen to my talk with Carl on Buy, Sell, Hold, you'll find it on the Cars yeah website or Sports Car Market Magazine's website. We talk in depth about that. Uh, let's see. How about a resource out there? Is there a go-to that you think our listeners would really enjoy? Maybe it's a website you go to a lot. Could be an app you use all the time. Just some kind of useful resource. Well, I think there's two. One, I think, is the Sports Car Market Platinum Database, which is an absolute must. If you're looking at, well, history of cars, you want to see a pattern on sales prices, you want to see how much things have sold for. I mean, that's just an absolute necessity as far as a resource that I use. Yes. And I don't think it's all that expensive, but it's well, well worth it. I mean, it grows continually. There's values of cars and so on are being added to it on a constant basis so it's um oh yeah it's always being updated so i think it's invaluable and there was a second one it's the auction database that gives you gives you real-time auction um, results now you mentioned books this could be tough because you've got a very large car library uh is there maybe one book in particular you might uh, direct our listeners towards that you've really enjoyed i know you mentioned this new book fins is that book out now Yes. Oh, yes, it is. It's been out for about six months. Okay. And it is by William, I can't pronounce his name, William Kodesner. And the other book that my brother-in-law just sent me that just came out is called Faster. Ah, yes. It's by Neil, by Neil Bascom. It's yes. the story of how Delahaye beat... The Germans, basically. The auto unions and yeah, yeah. Yeah, at, at the 38 Grand, uh, France Grand Prix. A fascinating book. Yes. A great read. Neil's been a guest here on Cars, yeah. In fact, I gave away a bunch oh, of Oh, he has? Okay. Yes. and Oh, uh, you did? Okay. No, it's a great book. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a fa- fantastic book. So for you listeners that missed my talk with Neil, go back. A really fascinating story of how he pulled that all together and some of the other books that he's written. I'll make sure I put Fins and Faster on Carl's show notes page on the Cars, yeah website you can find it there at carl bombstead b-o-m-s-t-e-a-d along with over 1600 books i've got listed under my guest recommended books category wow. and I made it very easy for you yeah just click to buy so check it out on the cars yeah website all right carl we're up to the checkered flag now this may be the same answer you gave me when you were on buy sell hold we'll kind of see where we go with this uh, i'm gonna buy you a very cool collectible car today something really fun to park in your garage but there's some rules to this game that might make your answer Uh-oh. a little different all right one is you can't sell this car to buy a bunch of other cars with it's a keeper uh, i want you to drive it so it needs to be a car that you could take out to tours and rallies and enjoy but here's the hard part 
you can only have one car parked in your garage and this car is going to be it. So it could be yeah. a car you already own, or it could be something you really want to have. What can I buy you today, Carl? You can buy me a 300 SL. My answer hasn't changed. <laughs> your answer hasn't changed. Yeah. Um, no. Now, do you want the Gull Wing or the Roadster? I like the Gull Wing better, but for practical standpoint, I'd be the Roadster. Yeah. I think I would pick the Roadster, mainly, too. Yeah. Well, mainly it's um, if I lived in a little different climate, but being here in the desert where it's uh, pretty warm. A little warm most of the time, you'd be driving around with the doors open because they do get a little warm. Yeah, those goings, yeah. They're they're not an easy thing to get into, and I hate to see a um, lady in a tight skirt trying to get into a into a going. I would hate to see that, that would too. Be a, yeah, I would just, I'm well, trying maybe, to. Maybe I would, maybe. I'm trying to maybe envision I wouldn't that. hate to see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to uh -oh. both get in trouble we're, we're, from we're, our wives for that one here. Yeah, but, uh, we, 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 are, we, are, we are censored. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, they're beautiful cars. I, I think the car has to be a roadster for that for that reason. But I, they're just an incredible performing car. A three uh, three liter fuel injected motor. It's based on the um, on the earlier one ninety one ninety three race car. Yeah, they're beautiful. Well, let me ask you this: You've had the pleasure, and I'd love for you to share maybe just a little bit of that joy. You got to drive a Gullwing on a a tour, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. What What was it like driving that car on the open road? I was incredibly impressed. I didn't realize it had the handling. I've I've driven one. I had driven one just you know around the block, if you will. But here on the open road at, at high speed, just the handling is incredible. The comfort is incredible. You have all kinds of power. At eighty, you can. You're not even halfway there. I think the only real criticism i would have of the car is it has a four-speed transmission and you keep looking for the fifth gear mm. when you're getting the revs up at about 80 80 85 miles an hour you look for fifth gear and it's not there that would be the only criticism i have i'd have of the car well they're so beautiful i've been able to drive i've never driven a going but i've driven a roadster and i was quite shocked at how modern it felt compared to most cars from the late 50s or early 60s that's true, and and some say that the Roadster is a little, you know, a little more forgiving. But I, after driving the Goldwing, I can't see how that could possibly be. But I would like buy if you're going to buy me either one, that's fine. Okay, <laughs> I won't be too critical. I won't be too critical, Mark. Okay, I appreciate your your uh, your uh, enjoyment. I'm, there. I'm being flexible. Yeah, you're being, I'm being your flexible for that's you. That's the word I'm looking yes, for. Yes, absolutely. Right? I enjoy your flexibility. Absolutely. Carl, you've taken us on a fun ride today, and I really appreciate you calling in and uh, spending a little time with me today here on Cars Yeah. I hope that all this gets behind us sooner than later. At one point, we'll walk up on a lawn somewhere and say hello to each other and, and say, Absolutely. Hey. I look forward to it. We'll say, wasn't that the year? Uh, in the meantime, I wish you and yours the best health. Uh, you've taken us on a wonderful ride. Before I let you go, though, could you offer our listeners maybe one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance when it comes to cars before you drive off into the desert sunset in that beautiful 300 SL? Well, I think you just have to get involved and drive a car. And to have a, I can't understand how you would have a car in your garage and not drive it. Get involved. And you mentioned earlier, clubs are a really good way to get involved in cars, right? I mean, a lot of, a lot of people aren't joiners or whatever, and that's fine. But you have people that have, a, for technical advice, to help you with the problem. You have people that are, whether you're a president of the company or the clerk in the mailroom, I mean, you have people of a common interest and nobody cares what you do or how much money you have or whatever. Just that you're there to have fun, enjoy the cars, and the people all have a common common desire to have a pleasant time there's no 
But if there's a bigger marquee like or whatever, you know, learn, learn about it, read about it, and join the club and buy the buy a car and have fun. Absolutely. And you can do it at all different levels. You've heard that here on Cars Yeah from my yep. many guests. You can start at a very low level, or if you have a lot of po- uh, pennies in your pocket, you can get into very high end. But the key is to get involved, get out there, go yep. to cars and coffees, talk to people, because us car folks, we love to talk about our cars, and we will share everything we have with you. It's a wonderful hobby to be a part of. Carl, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your experience and your expertise. You're always fun to talk with. I wish you and yours a very health and safe rest of the year until you and i talk again or we see each other on a concord lawn i'll see you down the road thanks mark appreciate it you're welcome if you're listening to cars yeah you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride but how confident are you working on your finances you may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting, but what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars Yeah, has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, a couple's humorous journey through the confusing world of finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know, everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt, and it's probably the only book on finance with a VMAX on the front cover and a classic Mini Cooper on the back. The book's available at Amazon for just $10, and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future. I gave copies to each of my children. All securities are through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Christopher Kimball Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Get your copy, The Saga of Ike and Penny, today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.